Hey, I'm Lexi. Book me for singing, songwriting, engineering, vocal production, and lessons through social media at LexiATL, email at LexiSolo at gmail.com, phone at 404-692-1299, or LexiATL.com. Right now, you're tuned in to my podcast, Lex Chat, a show dedicated to music and entertainment where we talk about the industry and the business, and we help each other to become better artists and better creatives. You can catch these chats live on Instagram at LexiATL to be part of the conversation, or catch the replays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Wherever you're watching or listening, please like, subscribe, follow, and engage with the content by leaving comments and reviews. If you'd like to go the extra mile in supporting me, then please do so by going to patreon.com slash LexiATL, where you can pay a small monthly subscription. Every bit helps. This week on Lex Chat, let's chat about following the beat. This might seem like basic stuff, but you'd be surprised how many clients I get who come in and don't follow the beat of the song to make the song. What ends up happening is we record an eight bar hook and we get a 48 bar verse and it just does not sound like a song because the artist didn't follow any kind of structure. Now, I know some people would shoot back and say, well, Lexi, not all songs have to follow a structure. It's whatever the artist wants to do. And to that, I would say that's fine if you hadn't told me you want to take music seriously. And if you really do take music seriously, then you seriously study music. Part of studying music is studying song structure. And when you pick a beat, the beat will tell you where things go, as long as it's a well-produced beat as well, because there are some so-called producers who don't even put structure to their beats. So mm, there's that. But we're going to chat about all of that. And if you say you want to do music seriously, in my head, that means you want to compete with what's out there so you can make money and be successful with this music stuff, right? Following the beat and having a structure for your song is going to help put you into a position where you can compete with other artists in a major market situation. So we're going to talk about following the beat and creating a song structure. If this sounds like a conversation you'd be interested in chatting about, stay tuned. Hey, this is Lexi, and you're listening to my song, This Is The Part Where, from my album, Love Reset. Check it out and let me know what you think. I'll leave as he's resting. I played this scene before. This is the part where I tell myself, never again. The part where I tell myself to stop pretending, be more disciplined. Believe what you see, don't believe your feelings. This is the part where I tell myself it will end. The part where I tell myself to start again. This is the part where he calls and I get too weak. I don't believe myself. Alrighty, so before we kick off the show, I want to give a shout out to my patrons, Mr. Flat Shoals and Eldon Cleary. Thank you guys so much for supporting me. If you are watching or listening and you'd like to become a patron to support me as well, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash LexiATL and pledging a monthly subscription to show support for your girl. All right. To become a sponsor, of Lex Chat and advertise your services and products, you can contact me through Instagram at LexiATL. That's at L E X C A T L. Send me an email at LexiSolo at gmail.com or send me a text to 404 692 1299. Thank you to all of my sponsors. Get out the box. Get out. Get out. Get out of here. Anyway. Some announcements before we hop into the conversation. Love Reset is my album. Y'all heard a little snippet just before we got started with this Lex Chat segment. It's available everywhere on all major streaming platforms and the smaller ones as well. I'm also offering physical sales of the CD. You can buy the physical copy of Love Reset. I think this camera might be off. 
You can buy the physical copy of Love Reset by going to LexiATL.com. And yeah, if you still have a CD player, my car still has a CD player and I still own a stereo system. And I just wanna commemorate the release of this album because I put a lot of work into it. Maurice put a lot of work into it and it came together. So yeah, if you are interested in getting that, go to my website, LexiATL.com to order your physical copy of Love Reset. All right. And you can find other merchandise and items on my website. You can find hats, wristbands, lighters, Lexi burn lighters with the built in bottle opener and Lexi posters. And I'm going through and I'm creating hats and T-shirts and all kinds of merch and memorabilia for the album. So make sure you go to my website, LexiATL.com to check that out. OK. Other thing, I really wish I had already done this before hopping on here, but you know, it is what it is. By the time this episode comes out, the coffee date for creatives will have already gone down. So yeah, I hope that, um, okay, that's looking good. I hope that it went well. I think it will go well because I had a few people express interest. I saw that I have a couple of RSVPs and I think it'll, it'll be the start of something nice. The whole point of the coffee date for creatives is I've been looking for a way to build a community of creative people. I don't think I want to limit it to just music people, but I am definitely starting with music people. And it's just a way to to uh, help us brainstorm and show support by way of brainstorming ideas. So we come together, we talk about what we got going on, and then whoever is there as a group, we kind of like, Okay, so I, you said that you want to do this. Well, I've done this and I think that you need to be mindful of da 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 because that can help you and you won't make the same mistakes that I made here and it'll just be like support in that kind of way. So I don't want to necessarily pressure anybody to show up to shows or throw money at each other, but the least that we could do is share what we've learned and share what we know about our craft and help one another with the knowledge. So that's my goal for the coffee date with creatives. I'll be doing that once a month and I'm gonna keep it the first Sunday of each month and we'll see how well that goes. Of course, this is only available to people who are in Atlanta because I'm in Atlanta. So yeah, there's that. The other thing that I got going on, the We Outside workout. I'm finally gonna put my physical training certification to use and I'm gonna do group workouts. They're gonna be free for now. Of course, I would love to charge, but again, creating that community. If we got the coffee date for creatives and we got this We Outside workout, and the reason why I'm calling it that is because I have a song called It's a Good Day, We Outside. So we're gonna be outside with a workout and that's gonna be the last Sunday of the month, the last Sunday of August. I think that falls on the 27th of August, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, um, Location to be determined, but it's going to be an outdoor workout. I think I want to do it earlier in the day when everybody's at church. So the parks or whatever space we decide is not going to be too crowded. And yeah, I want to see what kind of workout I can put people through and I want to help people stay healthy. I think as creatives, especially in the engineering community, we spend way too much time sitting at a desk and staring at a computer and not moving and a lot of y'all be eating junk food, especially the guys. Y'all aren't as good as eating. You're not as good at eating properly as women, I would say. Um, so I just wanna, you know, use my certification for good and do some group workouts and yeah, help people reach their fitness goals. We don't have to be slobs just because we're sitting at a desk all day, okay? And we need to take care of our body by putting it through the ringer a little bit, right? So that is all I have for my announcements. I'm not doing a hot take today because I just want to get right into the topic. And today's topic is following the beat. Okay. The reason why I'm doing this topic is because I want to get back to my roots of how my YouTube channel started. So my YouTube channel actually started because a cousin of mine was interested in getting into music. So I said, okay, 
Instead of me trying to explain everything to you through email, let me make videos and upload to YouTube and explain these things and show you these things so you can know firsthand what it looks like, what it sounds like, what it's supposed to feel like. And I did tutorial videos. Did I get it? Oh my gosh, I think I got it. There's like a piece of lint in my eye and it's just driving me crazy. Okay, well, I think I got it. So yeah, I um, I was at first doing that. I was doing tutorials for my YouTube channel for my cousin. And I think I wanna give back to that teaching spirit and I don't wanna just rant. These Lex chats are very you know, informative, but I feel like I could do an even better job of being informative with these things. So, this is, of course, inspired by real life events and things that really happen at the studio. And something that I'm noticing amongst a lot of artists that come into this one particular studio that I work out of, um, we tend to get the newer artists, the younger artists, the ones who have just started rapping three to six months ago, and they don't really understand certain basics about music. And so when it comes to following the beat, I'm bringing this up because they don't know how to follow the beat. And this is not just a tempo thing. It's not just a rhythm thing. It's, it's a structure thing. And so I want to talk about the structure of a song and why you should follow the beat and how following the beat is going to allow you to create a structure for your song, right? So I have some bullet points here. I have notes that are going to help me stay organized with my thoughts. I do tend to go off on tangents, but I have my notes today. <laughs> so why should you follow the beat? The beat tells you what to do. This is my first point. The beat tells you what to do. If the beat is a well-produced beat, then it is going to have a structure laid out for you. And all you need to do is listen to it and figure out what's happening. So you have to listen for the instrumental cues in a beat in order to follow the beat. The problem that I see with a lot of artists that come into the studio is it's like there's no planning involved, which is really crazy to me because all shade intended, y'all be coming to the studio on limited budgets. And so if you have a limited budget, it baffles me why you would not come prepared. You should be the main ones coming prepared to the studio if you are working on a budget, especially. So that being said, it baffles me how many artists will come into the studio and they have like played the beat for the first time. Like they may have listened to it one or two times outside of the studio and they tried to match some previously written thing that they did not match to this beat and they didn't listen to the beat all the way through or they just don't understand like when you hear certain instrumental changes, that means that here's a hook right here, here's a verse. And then they don't even really understand the differences between or they don't even know what a verse is or a hook or a bridge or a lift or a vamp or you know a pre-hook things of that nature there's just a lot of basic knowledge that these artists are not understanding so that being said the beat tells you what to do if you just follow it you will be able to hear and i want to play some stuff out loud i'm gonna use my laptop because I don't want the feedback to come through my computer too crazy. So I'm going to go to YouTube and I'm going to go to, I wonder if his name is still Steph C on here or if he changed it on YouTube to Hugh Stefner. Yep. He changed it to Hugh Stefner. So we're going to go to Hugh Stefner's YouTube page and I'm going to play a beat and I'm going to, hopefully I don't look crazy because I did not plan this part. I'm going to try to pick out. I'm gonna try to pick out when the beat is telling me to change, okay? So this first one is YYBF, but this sounds like a song. Hmm, does he have beats on here? Let's see. Ooh, Steph, where are your beats? I'm trying to showcase you, my boy. Beats, 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 beats. All right, you know what? I don't really see his beats on here. So we're going to go to my email actually. 
We're gonna go to my email. I see that I have a beat pack that was sent from Kid I Wordplay. Shout out to Wordplay because he is featured on the album Love Reset. So let's play a couple of these snippets. I think they're only snippets, but let's see if I can pick out what the beat is telling me. This is HG Summer Beat. This is an intro. This is probably starting with the hook. Okay. I'm gonna say that this is the hook because it sounds very lively and it's very upbeat. This might be where the verse starts. Cause that, that was taken out. So I'm gonna say that this is the verse. Okay, yeah. This is probably a pre-hook. You hear how it changes? Yeah. This is the hook again. So that. That is the signal that's telling me that is the hook. So this, this song is probably hook verse. This is the hook again. And now the verse just started back up. Okay. But I think y'all get the point, right? And so that is me following the beat. If I'm following the beat, then I'm listening for certain instrumental cues that's telling me what the different parts of the song is going to be. What the different parts are going to be. So. When I'm listening to that, there's an introduction to the beat, which is maybe the first 10 seconds. There's the hook, which is the most lively part, the catchiest part of the song. There's the verse, which it the beat dies down a little bit so that you can tell the story and people can listen to whatever it is you're trying to tell them. And then it's going back into the hook. Now, there are a lot of different song structures. Let me see. I think this one would be considered ABAB and let me see there's actually like a whole letter system and everything but for the most part the most popular song structure today is intro to the ver intro to the song and then the hook and then the verse and then the hook and then the verse a lot of songs these days do not have bridges which is a real shame because bridges are just so much fun they make the song better actually but unfortunately, too, a lot of them don't. So, But the typical song structure for what you'll hear on the radio these days, there's the intro to beat. It's really, really short because allegedly people have short attention spans. I don't believe that. I just think that the music sucks and people can't listen for a long time because there's no replay value. I'm going to get into that later. But the order typically goes intro of the beat and then the hook and then the verse and then the hook and then the verse. Now, other song structures in the past, especially like the early 2000s and the 90s, it would be the intro to the beat. There might be some kind of talking a lot of times, but the intro to the beat, and then it would start with the verse and then the hook, and then a verse and then another hook, and then a bridge and then the last hook. And that would get you to three to four minutes of a song. But like I said, these days, the structure is going to be hook verse hook verse done and the songs are like two to three minutes now these days so like i was doing in that example and shout out to kid i wordplay i'm gonna put his information please remember i'm gonna put his information his email address in the description so you can inquire about beat packs he sends out beat packs like once a month or so um and i guess i could say it too i wordplay at gmail.com I-W-U-R-D-P-L-A-Y, I-Word-Play at gmail.com. Tell him Lexi sent you. Tell him that Lexi told you to ask about his beat packs, all right? He's got some great deals going on, especially for the summer coming up. Let's see what else he has here. This is The Right Times. Let's give my boy a little shine. He goes all the way up. Yeah. Nice. 
hope he doesn't get mad at me using this. I did not ask for permission. Mm -hmm. This could be the hook. This is probably the hook. That's still recording. Or that could have been a verse. Let me see what it tells me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm gonna guess that that started with the verse and now this is the hook. Yeah. Oh, hey. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, back to the verse. What's the next one? This is called God Forgive Me. This is the hook. What's up, official Don John? How you doing? I'm only saying this might be the hook because of that voice sample. Okay, yeah. In the verse let's see what the rest of it does okay now we're in the hook yeah yeah that's dope that's dope all right so again that's my boy kid i word play he is a producer he's also an artist but he sends out beat packs about once a month. If you are interested in leasing or getting the exclusive rights to his beats, then hit him up. Tell him Lexi sent you. That is iwordplay at gmail.com. Word is spelled with a U. I-W-U-R-D-P-L-A-Y at gmail.com. Thank you, God. All right. Now, so... Like I said, all we were doing is listening to the beat. The problem that I have with a lot of artists coming in is they don't listen to the beat before they come into the studio. They don't listen to write to the beat. They are just writing something and then trying to make it fit over a beat, but they don't try to marry the two and structure the two together for it to make sense. So the the purpose of me playing those instruments, those instrumentals for y'all is to give you an understanding that to prepare for your studio session, you should listen to it all the way through. And the beat is going to tell you what needs to go where, especially if you're working with a professional producer who knows what they're doing, they're going to lay it out for you. They're gonna lay out the structure for you. All you gotta do is listen to the beat, listen for those instrumental cues and the song, the beat is gonna tell you the structure of the song. Another point I wanna make about why you should follow the beat is if you want people to dance to your music, make your flow work with the flow of the instrumentation, okay? So like I said, there's a part of the beat that's the most hype and it probably has the most instruments going on throughout it. That's most likely gonna be your hook, okay? So that's supposed to be the most hype part, that's supposed to be the most catchy part. That's supposed to be what keeps people's attention and makes them wanna sing the song it's repetitive, it's catchy, it sticks in people's minds. The verses, the beat will probably be a little more chill and there's probably not gonna be so many instruments going on in that portion because that's your verse, that's the body of your story, that's you setting up the idea of the hook, all right? Those are just typical pointers to watch out for when you're listening to the beat. The part of the beat that's the most busy is most likely gonna be the hook. The part that's a little more chill and laid back, that's most likely going to be your verse, okay? And then if you have like a switch up or like a breakdown or something, that's probably gonna be a bridge. Don't be afraid of that bridge. Give us something good and switch up the flow, dagnabbit. So that being said, if you want people to dance to your music, make your flow work with the flow of the instrumentation. And this part is so important. Y'all, stay on beat. 
I don't under like where do you expect people to listen to your music? That's what I want to know. It used to be like there's there's the club and there's the radio. If you want your song to be played in the club, why are you off beat with the song? It gets under my skin so bad and like some people will ask me like Lex, why aren't you feeling the music that comes out today? It's because there's become this trend of being off beat and I can't get into the song because the artist being off beat, I can't dance to that. Like I don't feel it. You're throwing me off. You're throwing off my vibes. You thought you were doing something in the studio, but really you're not. You're you're throwing off the vibes and I can't dance to you being off beat. Something that I need my newer artists to understand is that voice is an instrument. And if your instrument is out of line with the rest of the song, then it's not working. You have to follow the flow and be in sync with the flow of the instrumental that you're using. If you want your stuff to be on the radio, people gotta feel like, if you want your stuff to be in the club and on the radio, people gotta feel like they can dance to it. They gotta feel like they can easily follow along with the structure of it. If you're taking them out of the, out of the vibe by being so offbeat, either you're too ahead of it or you're just all over it the way Blueface does, then people are not going to be likely to request that. People are not gonna be likely to, you know, wanna hear it more often. So keep that in mind. The beat will guide your structure, especially if you're working with a dope producer, the beat is gonna guide your structure. I'm just gonna reset my one camera here. So my next point is why structure is important, okay? Who said, official Don John said, good points, Lex. Thank you, thank you. Maurice says, facts. It throws me off. Thank you. So the next point I wanna get into, and something is like resonating, is that there's like a lot of resonance happening. La 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 la, la 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 la. I think it's, I think it's this one, this Shore SM. Like I can hear the resonance, certain frequencies is like making something vibrate next to me. But anyway, the next point is why structure is important. Structure is important because like I mentioned, people like repetition. They like something that's catchy. They like something that's going to capture their attention and something that they can easily follow along with. Audiences like repetition repetition makes learning easier and when something is easy to learn and easy to follow along with people are more likely to want to be involved with it it makes people feel special when they can easily learn something it makes them feel good okay and like i said if you're off beat nobody feels good about dancing to that everyone's vibe is off and you killed it with your bad flow <laughs> so make sure that you are keeping a catchy flow and when i say repetition right that means, I mentioned in my in my introduction, that I'll have an artist come in and they'll do an eight bar hook, and then we'll have like a, 40, a 48 bar verse, and it's just way too long. And then the flow stays the same the entire freaking time of the song, and it's boring. And then they ask me to go back to certain parts of the song, and I don't know where to go back to because I don't know what you said. Like nothing caught my attention. And honestly, I, I zoned out and I tuned it out and I became a button presser, unfortunately. Unfortunately, I became a button presser. What's up? What's up, Yamaha Life? How you doing? So when I say that repetition, right? When I'm talking about repetition, we're talking about the hook mainly but the structure offers repetition. When you understand that today's current trend of songs is to go hook, verse, hook, verse, done, then people are expecting a hook and then a verse and then a hook and then a verse, okay? But if nobody can tell the difference between your hook and your verse, then it's going to be hard for them to follow along with your song because you're constantly saying something different all the time you know uh yamaha life says chilling just healing but just tap to hear you nice yeah offer y'all's um offer y'all's input into the conversation ziki the prince says learning studio ling lingo yes exactly 
Today's lesson is about following the beat and creating a structure for your song. And so most songs of today, most songs that you're gonna hear in the club and on the radio, there's hook, verse, hook, verse. But like I mentioned earlier, if you, if you don't have a flow or if your flow is the same all throughout, there's no distinguishing which part of your song is which. If your flow is the exact same, nobody knows what your hook is and nobody knows what your verse is because it's one long run on sentence of a song, then that's not good. And people don't like that because there's no repetition in that, right? And it also grinds my gears when the hook is something that's repeated in the song, but you can't just repeat trash, you know? You can't just repeat trash. It has to be something that people actually wanna sing along to, and it has to be something that's going to be easy for people to learn and easy for them to repeat something that's gonna stick in their mind. If I say something like ABC, one, two, three, I got all this money on me. ABC, one, two, three, I got all this money on me. That's a lot more catchy than A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. There once was a man who lived in a shoe and he had a Glock and a thump and a do and an um and a Like that's too many words, right? So you need something that's going to be captivating, something that's gonna grab people's attention, something that's easy, it has a bounce like a nursery rhyme pretty much, and it's simple. It's simple. Now, when you're on a bigger level, you can get away with the more complicated stuff. But a trend that I really hate that's been going on right now is people will just decide to create, they'll just decide to repeat a part that they think is clever or that they think is hard. And they do nothing special to it to set it apart from the verse. And in my head, it all sounds the same and it's boring. And that's why people are making songs that are two minutes or less because they blame the consumer for having short attention spans. They don't have short attention spans. The song just sucks and it's boring. That's the harsh reality, that's the real. So you want something that's catchy, something that's a hook, something that's gonna grab attention, something that people is, is going to, something that people are going to repeat and get stuck in their head basically, all right? Structure helps you to be a better storyteller but you should especially be following a structure. A structure is also called a formula. You should especially be following a structure if your song does not have a story because repetition can also be considered the same as catchy. Zeke the Prince says, facts, with a lot of S's. <laughs> so the same, okay, so formula and structure mean the same thing in this instance, okay? You need to learn how to stick to a formula. Something else, something else, a mistake that these newer artists make, right? You think that being different means not following a structure when really you are hurting yourself because nobody can follow along to your music because your music has no structure. You think that your song is so hard that people are just gonna be listening into you like that. And the harsh reality is, if you are especially a nobody just yet, okay? Nobody knows who you are just yet. You're not a Beyonce. You're not, you're not, who else is out there? You're not a Janae Aiko. You're not a Big Sean. You're not a Drake. You're not a Lil Wayne. You're not a Nicki. If nobody knows about you, nobody wants to sit through a long verse of a song, okay? So especially if you're new, you should be following a structure. And I personally like listening to songs that have a story to tell, but if you don't have a story, then you especially need to be following a structure because whatever you're saying is not gonna hold people's attention. So do something catchy like that simple ABC, one, two, three, I got all this money on me. Do something simple like that and make sure you make that the hook, all right? <laughs> make sure you make that the hook. So my next point is why you can't compete without a structure. And like I said, so like I said, as far as like you being a no name just yet, all right? Oh, Centro says pool party tonight, Lex. Oh, where is this pool party? I got my makeup on, but I said it, so it ain't going nowhere. And I like to actually swim. I don't know about other black people, but I actually like getting into the water. Is this still going? I don't know. Is it still going? Oh my God, it stopped. Hold on. 
it stopped. Wow. Wow. You mother sucker. Well, anyway, so like I said, right, your faves and the well-known artists out there, they are using song structure. So what makes you think as somebody who does not yet have that strong core audience and fan base, what would make you think that not following structure is going to put you on, is going to make you go viral? No one's really listening or tuned into you like that just yet. And if your, excuse me, if your faves are using song structure, why wouldn't you do the same? You're not competing with them if you're not. And this is the part of studying music that gets on my nerves. People say that they are influenced by somebody like Wayne. Wayne especially has structure to his songs. If he is your influence, then doesn't that mean you spent time listening to him and studying him? How are you not picking up on song structure, especially with somebody like Lil Wayne, right? So as I was saying earlier, you need repetition because repetition makes learning easier and people feel good when they can learn things easily. The reason why your music is not competing is because you're not making it easy for people to repeat after you. Music pretty much is like a Simon Says type of game. You know what I mean? So you have to, you gotta think of it like, what's something easy that everybody can do? Not to, and this is not to say dumb it down, it's just make it catchy, make it fun, make it something that people wanna say make it something that gets people excited and gets it gets stuck in people's minds. So people feel good when they can learn things easily. Find that catchiness, find what's going to make people sing along, okay? You could say some real stuff and that could be the hook of the song as long as you make it interesting. So it doesn't have to be ABC, one, two, three, I got all this money on me. It could be this is the part where I tell myself never again. The part where I tell myself to stop pretending, be more disciplined, believe what you see. Don't believe your feelings. This is the part where I tell myself, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this is the part is the catchiness of it. And what's keeping people hooked with that song is the fact that it's relatable. So if you can make something that's catchy and relatable at the same time, then you got a hit, you got a banger, you got something that's gonna get you some traction. But you either have to be relating, telling that story, or making it something that people can repeat, something, a line. This is the part is repetitive, and that's something that should stick in people's minds. This is a side note, this is not in my notes, but I just thought of this. Another tip that I wanna give you new artists Stop naming your thing, stop naming your songs something that you didn't even mention in your lyrics, okay? I'm tired of y'all. You done said party, party, party throughout the entire song, but then you sit up and you tell me to name it. Yeah, let's call it 5 a.m. That doesn't make sense. You didn't say nothing about 5 a.m. anywhere in your song. You were talking about partying and drinking and slapping booty, and you wanna call the song 5 a.m. It doesn't make sense repetition 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 is this recording this camera is trouble that's a side note but it's another tip stop calling your song something that is not repeated in the song in the lyrics okay that grinds my gears so another point to why you can't compete without structure i mentioned it when i talked about your faves every song you hear on the radio and in clubs and in film and on commercials these songs have a structure you probably won't hear it as much with the songs on the commercials because it's 60 seconds it's 15 to 60 seconds of a commercial right so you probably won't hear it that much there film you probably won't hear it but on the radio and in the club they are still those are still two big platforms for people listening to your music and having you blow up because people are listening to your music on these on these mediums, right? The radio and in the club. Nobody wants to dance to something that, and, there, and here's an exception, right? An exception to this would be Meek Mill 
there's this one song where like and I don't know all the words because I don't it's cool it's not my cup of tea that type of song but there's this one Meek Mill song that has been played out in Atlanta for like the past two years now and it's Meek Mill and he is uh, he's afraid of times like this. Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. And people will sing that word for word. But you as a new artist who nobody knows who you are, you cannot do that. Zeke the Prince says dreams and nightmares. Yes, that's the song. That's the one. You as a new artist, nobody's listening to you. That's Meek Mill. He is already on a major level and being listened to and watched. So he can do that. People are going to listen and pay attention because of who he is. But you have not built your name yet. You have not built your presence yet. You cannot do that yet. Okay. That should not be something that you hold on to anyway. All right. So that is, that's an example of an exception, not a rule. All right, your rule should be find something catchy, find something easy to repeat, find something that's gonna get the people going. It probably doesn't even have to make sense. It just gotta get the people going or give them a nice Instagram caption in your hook and that'll get people going as well, right? What's something clever you can say in your hook and you can make it repetitive and you can make it flow with the beat and make it sound larger than life and people can use it as a caption in their Instagram, okay? Think about that. But Meek Mill, in that example, um, what's it called? Dreams and Nightmares. In that example, he is the exception. He is not the rule, okay? Uh, Rick Dolphin says, gorgeous lady. Hi. Hola, Ricardo. How you doing? Maurice Beat says, your music played in the club. You going to definitely get fans, especially if the DJ keep playing your song. Really? In LA? That's awesome. Um... I have a few DJ friends. I know someone in Albany is playing it. I know Game Changers Radio is playing it. And um, DJ D-Nice, I think his name is, is playing it, I think. But yeah, Cookies Water says he switches up the flow like finesse two times. And it's exception, but it takes structure like you say. Thank you, Bobby Water. Cookie, cookie. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. He's switching up the flow, keeping it interesting, but also those names are already known. Meek Mill and Finesse Two Times. I've never listened to Finesse Two Times. I don't think that's my cup of tea, but um, yeah, they are exceptions to the rule. They are not the rule. They are not the standard. They've already made it so they can get away with that. As newer artists, you gotta figure out how to stay on people's minds, as annoying as it is. Zeke the Prince asks, are bridges not cool to do? To do? Are bridges not cool to do? Bridges are cool to me. I love bridges. Unfortunately, like I said, people think, people think that listeners have short attention spans these days. I do not believe that people have short attention spans. I believe that because the music sucks so bad and the music is not memorable, nobody wants to keep playing it back and nobody wants to hear longer than two minutes of whatever artist because the song is boring or it sucks. Oh, that came right off. So I love Bridges. And if you listen to my album, Love Reset, I have Bridges on, this is the part where, let me bring up, <laughs> let me bring up a song list. Mm admin releases 2023 album with Maurice Beats final songs for love reset so I have bridges on this is the part where I have a bridge on options I have a bridge on it's you there's a bridge on Miranda and there's a bridge on it's a good day I love bridges okay I love bridges and my producer Maurice Beats he puts bridges in his songs okay so i love bridges do bridges but the thing about a bridge is you have to switch up the flow in a way that's different from sounding like another hook or or maybe it sounds like another hook right 
<laughs> let me say that again. The thing about doing bridges is you have to make it stand out from the hook you've already done and you have to make it stand out from the verses that you've already done. It's its own thing, but it's like it completes the whole feeling of the song. So I say, please do bridges. Just make sure it's good. That just make sure it's good. Rick Dolphin says, doing great. Thank you, Bonita. Hit me up soon, love. Maurice Beat says, DJs still matter nowadays. They do. Maurice loves to create bridges in beats. And he said, we outside. Yes, I love bridges. Create bridges. Bridges are cool, but the way that the trends are going right now, people would have you to believe that bridges are not cool because of short attention span, when really people just don't want to listen to the songs for that long because they suck. So another point why you can't compete without structure, major artists understand the importance of a well-structured song. And if you wanna be on a major level, you should learn and understand how to structure your songs too. Another sub point to this point, why you can't compete without structure. If people can't find something from your song to hold on to, and this is gonna wrap up the whole lesson for today, if people can't find something from your song to hold on to, it won't be memorable. And you need that hook to catch the attention and keep replay value. So this is the last bit of wisdom, the last bit of teaching I'm gonna tell you all today. Replay value, I want you, and I might even put this in the title, follow the beat, replay value, all right? Replay value, the definition is the quality in a music recording of being worth playing more than once. The reason why people say people have short attention spans is because these songs today do not have a high replay value. They are fooling you. Do not listen to the crap that people are saying. The reason why songs do not have replay value is because and they do have structure, okay? A lot of the stuff that's being called a hit right now, they have structures, but the songs are so boring and they're so typical. They're so typical and everybody's talking about the same thing and everybody sounds the same. That's why these songs only last a minute in the club. You know, there was, um, what was it, the BET Awards? This wasn't even the hip hop awards, but it was BET honoring hip hop because this is this year makes 50 years of hip hop. Hip hop has been around since 1973, but <laughs> I didn't actually watch the whole thing. I saw snippets on Instagram and somebody made the point of the audience could only sing along with these newer artists when it came to the parts of the songs that went viral on social media and TikTok. But when it came to the old school artists like I don't know, like a Busta Rhymes was up there. I don't know what other old school artists they had, but I think Busta Rhymes was being honored. The crowd went crazy and could sing word for word the entire song. And hip hop songs back in the 90s, early 2000s, they were four minutes, five minutes long and people would listen to the entire thing and say it word for word because the songs were good. People aren't doing that these days because the songs are not good, okay? So make bridges, just make sure the song is good. Make sure if you're not gonna tell a story, then at least make sure that you have catchy phrases, catchy flows, catchy rhythms, catchy melodies. These all mean the same thing basically. Make sure you have a catchiness to your song, catchiness to your flow, catchiness to your lyrics and how you're saying it and that's how you can beat it. So these are all the reasons why you should follow the beat. And I hope that y'all enjoyed this lesson on following the beat. This episode is more for the newer artists out there who might be struggling to figure out, you know, how do I get better with my music? How do I make my music better? You start by learning the basics of music and music theory. That means song structure. That means even trying to play a little bit of an instrument, that means even if you uh, have a, a favorite artist, what I used to do is listen to a song. I was listening to music all the time. I had like Destiny's Child, Alicia Keys, Aaliyah. I'm studying their songs and I'm noticing patterns in their songs. When I say song structure and follow the beat, that's all I'm saying is follow the patterns that are set out in the beat. The beat literally tells you what to do. 
You just have to pick out the pattern and create your flow, create your story, create your song based on those patterns. And you'll be fine. Extra points if you tell a story and get something lyrically that people can connect to so people aren't just singing nonsense when they recite your song. Because another part of replay value is having good substance, good content. That's what we're missing a lot of today in today's music, in my opinion. Zeke the Prince says, I was always told it's either a story or a topic. Thank you. Who told you that? You need to give them some flowers and some cookies. Yes. I personally believe that you should always be telling a story, always be telling a story. Um, that gives it replay. Stories give it replay value in my opinion, right? So yeah, follow the patterns of the beat, follow the structure, write accordingly, give it a topic, give it a story, give it something that's personal to you because somebody will be able to relate. If you give people BS, then BS doesn't stand up for very long. And we can see that with these TikTok songs that they blow up for a little bit, but then they're forgotten about just like that. And they have no replay value. Okay. So thank you all so much for tuning into Lex Chat. I hope y'all learned a lot. I hope you can share this and help another creative get better with their craft by pointing them to this episode and saying, hey, this is one way you can get better, especially the up and coming artists who, you know, just started not long ago and they're trying to figure out how to get better. If you're serious about your music, then you're going to be serious about learning the basics of song structure. All right. You can catch these chats live on Instagram at Lexi ATL. That's at L E X C ATL to be part of the conversation or catch the replays on Spotify, Apple podcasts, iHeartRadio and YouTube and leave comments and reviews that really helps the algorithm push my content out there. Okay. If you'd like to become a sponsor for Lex chat, there are two ways to do so. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash Lexi ATL, or you can buy ad spots during the podcast for your business or service. Details on how to do that are going to be in my description down below. Before we go, I want to give another shout out to my patrons, Mr. Flat Shoals and Eldon Cleary. Thank you guys so much for supporting me. And I want to remind you to check out my album, Love Reset, which you can buy the physical copy at LexiATL.com. Also, stay close to my social media, LexiATL, so you can be notified, especially if you're in the Atlanta area, so you'll know when I'm having the first we outside workout. It's going to be the last Sunday in August. I'll get to work on that tonight, but thank you all for tuning in to Lex chat. I hope you enjoyed. My name is Lexi until next time. Peace. I can just call you any day or time, but anytime you hit my line and next to pull up, it's like I can't wait. Same old punishment. New